0: Welcome to Way Too Seriously, the podcast where we watch kids' movies and then take them way too seriously. I'm Paul Moffat. I'm Jan Moffat. And this week we watched and we'll be talking about Muppets Most Wanted. Jan, do you want to tell us a bit about this movie?
1: All right. Muppets Most Wanted is a 2014 film. It's a direct sequel to the previous movie, The Muppets, from 2011. It is directed by James Bobbin and written by James Bobbin and Nicholas Stoller. It stars human performers Ricky Gervais, Ty Burrell, Tina Fey, and Muppet performers Steve Whitmore, Eric Jacobson, Dave Galtz, Bill etc. Et as well as many, many cameos by various people, including Jermaine Clement, Ray Liotta, who else? Lady Gaga. <laughs> I could go on and on and on about... It feels like there's more cameos in this one than the last one.
0: (laughs) It does feel like it.
1: So, Paul, tell us about the plot of Muppets Most Wanted. As
0: the Muppets try to capitalize on the moment they're having by embarking on a world tour, the most dangerous frog in the world, Constantine, who shares an eerie resemblance to Kermit the Frog, replaces Kermit and uses the Muppets tour as a cover... For a spree of robberies. Kermit returns and faces Constantine. Constantine is sent back to the Gulag and everyone ends happily.
1: With a happy song. With
0: a happy song. Life itself, one might say, is a happy song. No, that music is not
1: in this movie. So should we get into, objectively, how good of a movie is Muppets Most Wanted?
0: I think it's actually a pretty solid movie. I They have well okay let's start with the music um there are at least two very strong songs in this movie mm-hmm. uh i think that the two really strong songs are the first we're doing a sequel song mm-hmm.
1: another feature attraction places please light the lights roll camera I thought it was the
0: end But no, my friends, this is when we get to do it all again Do it all again And Kermit's, uh, I, or Constantine's, I Can Give You What You Want mm-hmm. song is also really strong Yeah but I know what you're waiting for
1: Well, you don't need to wait no more I can give you anything you want Give you anything you need
0: I'll make your dreams come true. Give you anything you want. Fulfill your fantasies. I'll make your dreams come true. You want a unicorn? I'll give it to you. You want a puppy dog? I'll give it to you. You want a night cream cone? I'll give it to you. You want a marker's one? I'll give it to you. You want a second pillow? I'll give it to you. You want an automobile? I'll give it to you. You want a diamond ring? I'll give it to you. You want a and thing? I'll give it to you. The patter song that Ty Vernell and uh, Sam the Eagle uh, do of the interrogation song. Yeah,
1: the interrogation part is really good. Is
0: also a lot of fun. Yeah. And a really well-made song. You know, I think they did it. No, they didn't. Yes, they did, and we can pin it. How did they do it? If they didn't, how did they didn't? If they didn't, then it's easy, because they simply didn't do it. If they did it, then I knew it,
1: but with nothing I can prove it.
0: I think the music in this is uh, really, really good. Quite good. I feel
1: like the music um, is not quite as catchy as the first one. Like, I don't think I would have any of these songs stuck in my head. Maybe that we're doing a sequel song. But I didn't remember a single one. Like, watching this movie for the second, maybe third time this time, I didn't remember any of the songs going into it. But Fair then enough. when I then when I heard them, I was like, "Oh yeah, this song and these are good, and this is fun, and you can cl- tell it's Brett McKenzie who has got those clever lyrics, and especially the Constantine song is really obvious that that's Brett McKenzie. It's very it could easily him,
0: easily be a flight of the concord song. Very
1: easily be so so yeah. I think the music was good, but I don't think it was quite as catchy and good as the first as the first movie. In this series. There's a song there's a line in the sequel song. And everybody knows that the sequel's never quite as good.
0: And like they lampshaded in the very first song, but it's true.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it really is true. That like the sequel's never quite as good and it's not.
0: But that said, I think the music still is quite good. Mm -hmm. Um What do you think of the performance, the actors in this movie? And I mean, like, we could talk about the Muppet performers. I'm going to say before you answer what you think, I'm going to say I think the Muppet performers are up to their usual standard. I think they're neither better nor worse than they were in the last movie. They're doing what they do as well as they always do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So what about the human performers? How do you think they're doing in this movie?
1: I think Ricky Gervais is pretty great in this uh, and Ty Burrell as well. I don't so much like the silly accents. Both Tina Fey and Ty Burrell have silly accents. And somehow Ty Burrell's doesn't bother, bother me as much as Tina Fey's bad Russian accent. Yeah, I agree. It's pretty bad. And, like, I guess it's supposed to be. Like, it's not like she's trying for realism. She's trying for silly. She's but doing a
0: very broad accent.
1: It was just, it was grating sometimes. It was... Just, yeah, it irritated me a bit. So sad, because I love Tina Fey. I think she's great, but this was not her best work.
0: I agree with that completely. I remember the first time watching this movie, finding the accents really irritating, and I was a lot less irritated by them this time, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Ricky Gervais surprised me how much I enjoyed his performance in this movie. Mm-hmm. He is a surprisingly good singer yeah yeah i don't really like him personally (laughs) (laughs) uh i think he's kind of a tool in actual life Mm -hmm. but his performance in this movie was great actually
1: yeah i agree
0: ty burrell i he was seemed to be having a blast in this Mm -hmm. performance yeah and that in this kind of movie I enjoy that Mm -hmm. an actor who's really enjoying their role. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you. His accent was also silly, but for some reason didn't bother me as much. Mm. And yeah. And Tina Fey had moments, but I, yeah, I don't think this was a great performance by Tina Fey. And partly that's the accent was worse, not just like less realistic, but less effective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it would have been a much better performance if she just hadn't had an accent at all.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And especially her big song, like, Welcome to the Big House. She's singing in an accent. Yeah. And she shouldn't have.
1: hmm
0: Like, that was a bad
1: That was a bad call. choice. You couldn't really understand the words. Uh... And frankly, like, a lot of Tina Fey's humor comes from her, like, inflection in how she says things. And so to take that all that away with this accent, like, I feel like Ty Burrell, you still got his inflections, whereas her, all of that was lost, and so she wasn't nearly as funny as she usually is.
0: I agree. I totally agree. So the human actors in that order mm-hmm. was, was how I rated their, uh, how I appraised their quality in this movie. Ricky Gervais was doing the best and Tina Fey was doing the worst.
1: Yeah. What about the the plot and the script of this movie?
0: I thought it had high points. I thought it kind of dragged in the middle. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The Jewel Heist plot had at least one stop too many.
1: Yeah, they went to, like, several different cities and it just didn't quite work.
0: Like... I all the different cities it was fun to go to the different cities and have the different you know special christoph Christoph Waltz in Germany and uh the special guest is from that country, except that in Madrid they had Selma Hayek, even though she's Mexican, yeah, uh, but whatever, close enough, I guess maybe let's hold on to that for a second, yeah, but um but I think they shouldn't have gone to Madrid, yeah <laughs> or at least one of those stops they should have skipped. Mm-hmm. It made the Jewel Heist the, have one too many steps. It made the tour have one too many steps. It took everyone a little bit too long to figure out that Kermit wasn't Kermit. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like Even our kids were irritated at them for being like, how can you not figure out that this isn't Kermit?
0: So like, the premise of Kermit isn't Kermit... And the kind of two strands of plot that Kermit's trying to escape the prison, and the rest of the Muppets are trying to figure out that uh Kermit has been replaced by an imposter is kind of a good idea, but it it moved a little too slowly, I think.
1: Yeah, definitely. You could have probably shaved about half hour off this movie In the And middle. not lost a lot. Yeah. And then the ending was a little like
0: having said that the middle was too slow the ending was a little bang 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 yeah of different things which can be okay like mad a madcap ending for this kind of a movie is fine but yeah i didn't think it was the best yeah i thought it started strong uh and i do actually like the premise i'll admit that when we saw this in theaters i didn't like the premise at the time but reflecting on it now, I think actually the premise is better than I remembered. But it just drags a little in the middle.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, I agree with you. I I wish they would have eliminated at least one of those stops. I wish that um, they'd done a bit more with Kermit in the prison. That was a bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. I think that they could have showed more escape attempts that were actually more clever, more slapstick kind of thing, which is what the Muppets are good at.
0: And maybe that is partly uh, Tina Fey, if they'd if that performance had been better. And I yeah. don't think put it all on Tina Fey, but if that uh, character had been better written, or if that performance was better, or both, then Kermit's part in the prison could have been better.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Because she's the main character that he's working off of. And yeah. if she'd been stronger as yeah, a character or a performance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, in general, it's just like, it's not bad or anything, no. but it's not, it's just not quite as good as the previous one and not, and suffers from a bit of, a bit of that comparison. Yeah, I think so. So non-objectively, how much do you actually enjoy this movie?
0: I enjoyed it more than I expected to. I remember being let down by it uh, after really enjoying The Muppets. I remember being let down by Muppets Most Wanted.
1: Yeah. It I, felt more kiddie. Yeah. For some reason.
0: I remember thinking of it as one of my least favorite Muppet movies.
1: Hmm. But then when I watched it
0: now, I enjoyed it quite a lot, actually. I didn't enjoy it as much as The Muppets. Uh it still might be one of my least favorite Muppet movies, but uh, I like Muppet movies, so it's st- it's still a movie I would enjoy. It's a movie I would watch again. mm mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't super enthusiastic sitting down tonight to watch it, but after having watched it tonight, I would be enthusiastic to watch it again in the future.
1: Yeah, Yeah. How about you? Yeah, I agree. It's... It's definitely low on my list of Muppet movies, but I don't know. You say it was better than you remember. I felt like it was about the same as I remember. It's it's definitely aimed a little bit at a more juvenile audience. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Muppets, the Muppets had a bit more of the. I don't know. I guess the nostalgia. Yeah. It was like they followed up with, "Hey, we're back. Remember us." And now, like, hey, this is what we do now. And I felt like they could have had a little bit more clever – they had a little bit of clever meta at the very beginning, but they didn't really continue with that. Yeah, I agree. And so that kind of threw me out of it a bit. I um, But there's a lot of jokes in here that I like, and a lot of, like, like you said, the song, the patter – Um, interrogation song made me really crack up this time. I'd completely forgotten about that part, and it's really funny and really good. And, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of funny little moments throughout the film that are funny.
0: I thought, actually, you bring up the opening song had these meta moments that don't continue through the rest of the movie, and, like... Do you remember when trailers for this movie came out, it was billed as The Muppets Again? And even the original song, or the opening song, ends with Now We Just Need a Title. Let's call it The Muppets Again. Yeah. It was going to be called The Muppets Again.
1: And they changed it. And
0: then they changed it it when they developed the plot in a different direction. And there's a little bit of those seams still show, especially between that first song and the rest of the movie. Yeah, exactly. But in a few other parts, too, where like... They decided to add this whole, to make this whole heist uh, villain, like real kind of, instead of it being a movie about the Muppets being the Muppets, or no, as well as being a movie about the Muppets being the Muppets, they added this whole like uh, caper. Mm-hmm. It's the great Muppet caper. Yeah. And this is something that I haven't seen a lot in the uh, press of this movie, hey, but... This movie is very reminiscent of The Great Muppet Caper, which yeah. is the second Muppet movie from the 80s. Yeah, exactly. Ah, uh, very reminiscent. But I felt like it was not just plot-wise, but in terms of what they wanted this movie to be, there were kind of two different visions that came together. hmm And I kind of... My original time watching it, I think, part of why I was let down is I would have preferred the first vision. Yeah. And what they went with instead... This time, I was w- ready to watch that second vision on its own terms. Yeah. And so I enjoyed it better because I was able to do that. But I still would have liked the first vision better. The movie that we were sort of promised in that introduction song, We're Doing a Sequel, is not the movie we ended up getting. hmm And I liked the movie we were promised more.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You Know what I mean? Yep. So... Who's your favorite cameo in this movie?
0: (laughs) Who's my favorite cameo? Celine Dion.
1: Celine Dion? (laughs) (laughs) I
0: loved, I actually really enjoyed, I had not remembered she was in it, but Miss Piggy sings a bunch of Celine Dion songs and talks about singing Celine Dion songs. You know her, she sings in Vegas. And she's singing My Heart Will Go On and uh, hamming it up and gets interrupted. And then she has a dream. Hamming it up. (laughs) Ha ha. And then she has like a, song that she sings and celine dion comes in and sings a duet with her and i didn't expect it and was really enjoyed it a lot
1: i think most people think of celine dion as you know she's very like diva and serious about her craft but i feel like in recent years she's very self-aware of of the celine dion like brand or whatever like she has this song recently from deadpool 2 this whole yeah. like music video That, like, is so tongue-in-cheek and so funny. And, but she doesn't break at all. It's actually kind of, she's kind of a brilliant, like, straight man.
0: Yeah, I agree. And I thought of that as I was watching her in this. And I thought of exactly that point, too. That, like, I want to give credit to Celine Dion for, uh, like, this movie was making fun of her.
1: Yeah, exactly. That she's willing to make fun of herself. Like, Lady
0: Gaga had a little cameo that was... Neutral. It wasn't praising her or making fun of her. It was just, "Hey, it's Lady Gaga." Yeah, and Josh Groban also. Yeah, same. But Celine Dion was definitely the butt of the joke. Yeah, and a kudos to her because she played that well, and it was a funny joke.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: Who was your favorite cameo?
1: Um, I think. I mean, I don't know if it counts as a cameo, but when Jemaine Clement is one of the characters. <laughs> oh yeah, and that was like. I don't know if I just didn't fully realize it last time we watched it, or what, or I didn't like recognize the connection. But like, it's Brett and Jermaine are the play of the Concords and he's doing the music for this for this and the last Muppet movie. And here we have Jermaine Clement, the other half of that, in the movie. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. And I mean, of course, because we do our other our other podcast, Clockworks, about the show Legion, which Jermaine Clement is a part of. So anyone who else who watches who listens to that podcast as well knows our deep love for that man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I don't know. I really like the part where Josh Groban comes out of the little cell. <laughs> that it's been like you've had they have this like tin or not tin like metal cell that someone who sings really well has been in, and he like. They like open the little crack in the door and he'll sing a line of the song and be like an amazing singer. And then at the end, it it opens up and it's Josh Groban. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I just thought that was cute and clever. So I think that was my favorite. Tom Hiddleston when he appears, it's really surprising.
0: That was a fun little moment. I don't think when I watched this movie first, I don't think I knew who Tom Hiddleston was or cared. Yeah. Maybe. I don't remember what I would have known him from if anything
1: at that point. Yeah. 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 Um, so should we move on to the way portion of (laughs) our show?
0: Let's where do you want to start taking this movie way too seriously?
1: Well, you kind of mentioned like the accents a bit. Did you want to talk about that a bit more? And seriously, or was that was that what you brought up?
0: What I brought up was just um, a specific thing, which is Salma Hayek being oh, yes. representing Spain, although she's Mexican. And there's a bit of a like Spain isn't Mexico. Very much not. Christoph Waltz is German and was in Germany. Uh, Ronen was in. Uh, Ireland. Yeah. I, I'm not saying her name because I can't remember it, but, <laughs> but Irish actress. Shirsha Ronan. Shirsha Ronan? Yes. with like, doing a ballet number in Dublin, and, like, Salma Hayek was in Madrid, and, like, no. And what, the reason it's problematic, the reason it's troubling, is because it's always problematic when we flatten... Uh, nationality and race and heredity and uh, background, right? Mm -hmm. And so we say Mexican, Guatemalan, Honduran, Dominican, Spanish, Puerto Rican, uh, um, Brazil, Portugal, it doesn't matter. All, you know, Italian, Spanish. They're all just the same, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not... She's not from Spain. Mm -hmm. Uh, And flattening difference is a problem. Yeah. And that's what you do when you have Salma Hayek be representing
1: Spain. Yeah. Right? Well, and then is it a problem that Tina Fey is representing Russia and Ty Burrell is representing France?
0: And I want to take those two things separately, I think. There's a way of... Maybe we should have the conversation about them both in the same breath first, which is, why have American actors being European characters? Like, why not have a Russian actor be the Russian character and a French actor be the French character? You could get a comic French actor who people know
1: Mm
0: -hmm. those exist to be the Ty character. I can't immediately think of who. But I'm sure that you could.
1: It's playing off of a trope. Tell me that. So it's playing off of like just an old like spy movie James Bond esque caper movie trope that you would have someone with this. Uh, you'd have a white person or a you know English speaker with a crazy accent being the tw- being the mustache twirling villain.
0: But he's not a Tybalt. No, Tybalt's not a villain, he's right? He's Inspector Clousteau. Yes. That's he's why the, he's him. He's yeah. like the Pink Panther. Yeah. Uh and he and that's you know Inspector Closteau is played by what's his name? Who's, Peter Sellers? Peter Sellers who's uh not French. Yeah. Um and both of the the like the reason you have Americans, I think, doing silly accents to be both French and Russian is because neither of those are even an attempt to actually represent France or Russia.
1: Yes, they're both also true. an
0: attempt to represent France in quotation marks and Russia in quotation marks, and you in particularly don't want, especially Russia. But let's take them one at a time. You particularly don't want a French actor being that Ty Burrell character, because he's not meant to be France. He's meant to be, quote, like, European.
1: Yeah, he's definitely not necessarily, I mean, he's speaking in a fake French accent, but he's, yeah, very pan-European, drinking coffee from a teeny tiny cup, having a teeny tiny car. Those are all kind of different countries.
0: And there's a lot of jokes in, all, his whole character is a series of jokes of, like, how Americans perceive Europe. hmm Um, a lot of them, I thought, landed. Yeah. Uh, but we might wonder about, first of all, it's clearly intensely for an American audience. The yes. Europeans are other. Yeah. Which, um, if we want to take that even further, like... It is such a white American perspective that a white French person is about as other as we can imagine being. Yeah. Uh, like, that's so far other that we can, they're barely comprehensible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, so-
1: and, and there's a bit of like making fun of America and there being like, Oh, I need to, I'm going off to take my 8 weeks of mandatory of mandatory vacation, paid vacation, and like you guys don't have vacations in America.
0: <laughs> yeah, I wonder that I feel like the Europeans are the butt of that joke every time mm. because they said he um it, he jeopardizes the investigation.
1: Yes. That's Every time it's my
0: coffee break, my day's done, I'm going on vacation, but yeah. we still have work to do and the job isn't going to get done because Ameri- because Europeans are lazy and don't have a real work ethic.
1: Yeah, right, right.
0: Right. I can see how it might be like a joke at the expense of they get uh, better employment benefits than Americans do. But I think the real heart of the joke is uh, the Europeans are the butt of the joke, yeah. not the Americans. Yeah. And then Russia, mm-hmm. like the Siberian gulag and the Russian speaking in the Tina Fey with her uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle uh, accent. Mm-hmm. That's also, that's like, she's not being Russia. She's being the villains from a Cold War movie.
1: Yeah, Exactly
0: right? And I'm not sure exactly what to make of that. I think partly, I mean, I have a few things to make of that that like this isn't, this movie uh, doesn't have the nostalgia aspect that the Muppets did, but it is making these incredibly specific references to things that are not, to things that are dated.
1: (laughs) Yeah, very true, very true. And this is, I mean, it's it's the heart of the trouble with this is it's making reference to old media and things that you may have seen 30 years ago, but the kids watching it nowadays don't have those references. And so they're, they're just seeing them straight up represented that Russia is a cold wasteland and then they have these horrible prisons in Siberia and like, I don't know. It's just a bit of a weird choice because,
0: yeah, because it's not actually saying anything about Russia. Mm -hmm. It's referencing Russian representation in '80s movies, and it's then also kind of skewing young for the audience. But that's not—I don't know. I don't. I don't think actually that the Russian prison lands.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't think
0: it's successful. No. Uh, and weirdly, <laughs> Russia is the villain actually plays much better in 2018 than it did in 20-whenever this movie was.
1: Yeah, 2014.
0: Like, four years later, Russia is America's enemy again. Mm-hmm. When this movie was made, it was kind of weird that why is Russia the, like... Your representation of evil. Yeah. You know? Yep. But it comes back again to the same thing I was saying about Ty and French is that like, that's as foreign as we are able to imagine. That's as other as we can even contemplate is Russia.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm not saying that because I wish that they had made the terrible prison be more foreign. Uh it just is a little bit of a symptom of a bit of myopic vision in this movie. But it's, a, it's a small world.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: We're going to go on a world tour of Western Europe.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> totally. Right. And I think that small world is represented in the actors, act, the, who they can imagine being a Russian character is Tina Fey. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. This is, I mean slightly changing the topic but in a connected thing like this is a very white movie
1: yeah very much so
0: like there's some celebrity as with the last Muppets movie there's some celebrity cameos who are uh people of color
1: yeah there's like puff daddy and usher
0: p diddy i
1: don't even know what his name is anymore (laughs) he keeps changing it
0: usher was actually another cameo i really enjoyed yeah. frankly speaking of usher was,
1: he was an usher at the wedding he yeah, was that an usher was, at the cubes. wedding <laughs> get it
0: i had to that was what i had to explain to the kids and they didn't care that i explained it to them but i was like his real name is usher that's the joke here <laughs> like, okay whatever um,
1: anyway with actually just to call attention to that moment in the film that was actually kind of a clever little joke that where they have the pig come up and Asher asks him like bride or groom. And he's like, what do you think? And he's like, uh, bride, no groom. And it's like, and I'm related. I'm li- related by marriage. And it's kind of a little call out of like racial, you know? Yeah. Like it's don't, don't just because I look like the bride doesn't mean I'm with the bride. Yeah. Actually, you know? I like, thought that was, thought kinda that was a good joke
0: a joke with a good uh purpose behind
1: it even exactly exactly
0: speaking of i don't know that this does have a good purpose but it just reminds me of a visual gag of a little pink frog and a little green pig when she imagines when miss piggy imagines their babies i thought that was a great visual gag
1: (laughs) deeply disturbing (laughs)
0: The pink frog was scary.
1: Really? No. The green pig was what was scary. Are you kidding me? The pink pink frog was adorable. The green pig was sickly and weird. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, was it the Great Muppet Caper or Muppets Take Manhattan where there was a dream sequence of them as infants?
1: I don't know, because that yeah, that was the beginning of Muppet Babies.
0: I I think it was actually Muppets Take Manhattan. Yeah. Which is also getting some reference in this movie,
1: I think. And I didn't realize until I looked at the Wikipedia page for the different, like, the Muppet, theatrical Muppet movies. That there were, like, kind of the three in the late 70s, early 80s. And then there was three in the 90s. And there was two 2010, 2014. And, like, are they going to make a third one? I don't think so. They kind of, Disney has kind of failed the Muppets a little yeah. bit. Like they made that TV show that kind of tanked. And yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a shame. Disney owning the Muppets has not necessarily led to good things.
0: Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about uh, gender in this movie?
1: Do I? Does it pass the Bechdel test?
0: I think mm- not.
1: No, don't think it did. There were no. female characters all in very separate places. Um, I found it interesting that the the one person that we don't like in this movie, that you and I both dis- both agree that wasn't so great, was the one woman, was yeah. T.F.A. And I think that they didn't do a great job of highlighting her talents. No. I think that... She was this weird smurfette thing where she was the w- female warden in a world of men. Yep. That I felt was a bit of a, well, kind of a stereotype in a way, but also just like, what kind of prison is this? Is this just a men's prison? I guess.
0: I guess. It I was don't a know. Prison.
1: It was weird. She had the one, I have
0: to, on the topic of Tina Fey, I just have to call out one thing that Maybe my uh, first real belly laugh in the movie, though, was hers, which is when she's like, lights out, bang,
1: lights on. I can't see where I'm going. <laughs> see the slapstick. That is what Muppets do well. Like they do a lot of things well, but I feel like that that prison part needed more slapstick like that to make it just a little bit funnier. Because
0: that was a funny. Because that was
1: funny, and Tina Fey can do slapstick.
0: Although it would have been funnier if she hadn't had her accent. Exactly. Because she walks out and says like, "You have to wait till I'm out of the hall, ho- till I'm like out of the hallway or something." And she does it in a Russian accent, and it would have been better delivered without the accent.
1: Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, what I was going to say was, what I was going to say was, Tina Fey also is in love with Kermit. Yes. And so, you have, like, the every female character is in love with Kermit. You can't have any sort of, like, friendship or any just regular interactions. You have to have her be in love with Kermit. Yep. And, like... But also like Ty Burrell has to be in love with Miss Piggy, and it's just like there are only two characters in this world that people can love. It's weird, yeah. Very mandatory heterosexuality, and very like I don't know. But then there's like the whole thing about the Muppets is variety and diversity in the Muppets themselves, and like you have a frog marrying a pig mm-hmm. is a whole thing. So, like, almost, like, what it represents, like, the metaphor is there and is strong, but what they're actually showing you is weak.
0: I feel like the reason that uh, Tina Fey is in love with Kermit, from the filmmaker's perspective, what they think the reason is, is that it's a joke about how charismatic uh, Kermit the Frog is, even though he's not kind of like Miss Piggy, is... Everyone's in love with her, although she's a pig. Mm -hmm. Kermit the Frog, everyone is in love with him, although he's not actually very charismatic. Mm -hmm. But I think what they actually end up doing, because Tina Fey and Miss Piggy are literally the only female characters in the entire movie, is making uh, it so that they can only imagine women being motivated by one thing. Yeah, What motivates chicks? Oh yeah, they lo- they want uh to be in love with someone.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Right? It I would give them a bit of credit that I don't actually know if it's credit. Actually, I was going to say I think they probably weren't thinking about her. They were thinking about Kermit and how people react to Kermit. And maybe that's not credit, maybe that's like the heart of their problem.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Is they don't think of her as anything except someone to interact with Kermit. Yeah. And even Miss Piggy, they don't think of except as someone to react to both Kermit and Constantine. Mm -hmm. And that's not who Miss Piggy always is. No. But it's who Miss Piggy is in this movie, movie. even worse than in The Muppets. Yeah, absolutely. This Miss Piggy is very flat.
1: Yeah, I agree. She is very one note in this. And only like, since when is she so obsessed with like, I mean, she's always obsessed with Kermit, but, like, to the point that she wouldn't recognize that it's not Kermit doesn't make a lot of sense.
0: No. And
1: And at the very end, she does. But it's a little late.
0: I mean, lovesick Miss Piggy, we've talked about in the past being a problem. It gets played different ways. I kind of think it uh, plays best as a joke when she's um, just so... Uh, such a ch- strong and domineering character that she's like, no, we're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't love it when it's, she's pining away for him. Although that pining Miss Piggy comes up a lot. Like that's not, I don't think that's off out of character. Mm-hmm. It's just not the version of that relationship. That's my favorite. Yeah. But it's all we get from her in this movie. Yeah. And then that Tina Fey, his character is exactly the same as like they really can only imagine a female character they can only imagine a woman being motivated by one
1: thing yeah
0: that's really disappointing
1: yeah exactly those are really <laughs> our youngest daughter when kermit and miss piggy are gonna get married was like well we know for sure they get married because they're married in muppet's christmas Carol." <laughs> Yeah. When they're playing Bob Cratchit and... Her sense of the timeline
0: and the like, how these movies interact with each other. Yeah, it's
1: very tenuous. It's kind of
0: sweet. (laughs) That's a bit of a thing. This isn't really in the too seriously. It's just in the trivia. There's a line in the we're getting a sequel where uh, Bunsen Honeydew says not to be a stickler, but this is the seventh sequel to our original motion picture. And I would be even more of a stickler and say, actually, this is the first time That there's been a sequel. Mm -hmm. All other Muppet movies are out of continuity with every other Muppet movie. Yeah. There there are only three Muppet movies that are in continuity with each other, and they're the first one, The Muppets, and this one. Yeah. Um,
1: So that could constitute a trilogy, and all the other ones are standalones.
0: Yeah. Because there's some slight references. Sort of, but basically, the Muppet Great Muppet Caper doesn't happen after the Muppets.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or the Muppet movie. The
1: Muppets makes reference to Miss Piggy and Kermit getting married, which happens at the end of the Great Muppet Caper. Yeah. Or the Muppets Take Manhattan, I can't remember whichever one came last.
0: Yes. The Muppets Take Manhattan came last.
1: Man- yeah. The Muppets Take Manhattan.
0: So the Muppets, but. This isn't the seventh sequel. Is the point. No. Is most of those movies are not sequels to each other. Yeah. And this is really the only one that's a direct sequel. Mhm. And that's another thing about like the uh movie is I felt like in the last half, the back half of the movie foregrounds Walter as important to the plot because they were like, "Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Walter
0: is important to this to the last movie we spent a long time making Walter important, so let's make him important again. And they even like lampshade that.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: But I don't feel like it was necessary.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and I liked the one line where they were like, new characters and some of our old favorites got a little sidelined. And it's Rizzo and Robin, and I'm like, yeah, I like Rizzo. And I was sad he got sidelined in both these movies. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> Is there anything else serious you want to talk about in this movie? I don't think so. Do you want to break it down? Is it good? Is it seriously good? I think it's good.
0: I'm surprised to hear myself say that because, (laughs) uh, honestly, two hours... How long ago did we watch it? Three hours ago, before we sat down, I would have expected to give it a medium at best. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think it's actually good. I think because of the music, I think because there's, uh strong comedic moments, a lot of the human performances are strong. Mm-hmm. I think it's on the, like, for me, the low end of good. Yeah. But I think it's good. What do See, you
1: think? Yeah, because at its core, it is a Muppet movie and we love the Muppets. The Muppets are good. Like, there's not really a bad Muppet movie. There's just amazing ones and less amazing ones and so this is one of the less lesser of the of the good but yeah i still classify it as good yeah is it seriously good no no it's got a lot of
0: issues it's got a lot of issues i don't think it's i mean i i definitely don't think it's seriously good no is it as much as seriously
1: medium yeah i'd say that i wouldn't go all the way to bad but it's in the middle there.
0: As so very often happens in terms of uh, racial representation, its biggest crime is blindness. mm mm-hmm. um, Gender-wise, it's worse than neutral, though. Yeah, it is. Right? Especially because of Tina Fey being in love with Kermit. Like, that was a misstep. Mm-hmm. That does real damage to how they're representing gender and sexuality in this movie, I think.
1: I think so, too. So. I would come down the side of Seriously Medium.
0: Okay. I'll agree with you on Seriously Medium. I could be talked down to Medium Bad, but I'm not going to talk you down to Medium Bad. Okay. So it's
1: good and Seriously Medium. All right. We'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd love to get your feedback on Muppets, on Muppets, on, wait, no, the Muppets weren't in this one, <laughs> on Interpol. <laughs> yeah. Oh, have thoughts oh about Interpol. The, the whole comparing their badges to each other was like a big phallic metaphor. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, like, it was like a dick measuring contest. Yeah,
1: very much so. Just, just throwing that out there. Wow, is that like, yeah, mine is bigger than yours. I'm like, really? Come on. PS having just said that, I
0: am not sure whether this podcast in general is safe to listen with your children all the time. Yeah. I know people <laughs> do, so maybe I shouldn't. I should erase that. That's
1: why I said the word phallic. <laughs> okay. Because that's a big word that maybe the kids won't know. <laughs> it means penis. Uh, <laughs> your feedback on the things we say and whether you listen to this with your children <laughs> <clears> uh, what else, what else do we say in this part oh yeah there's there's patreon if you like us and want to hear extra things like some special bonus trivia or even listen to our other podcast about the TV show Legion we have a patreon page patreon.com slash clockworks cast where for as little as a dollar you can get cool extra stuff and help support and keep our podcast going You can also find us on Twitter, at WTSCast. We're on Instagram, Facebook, all of the Reddit, all of the social medias. You can find those links in our show notes. If you don't know how to find the show notes, uh, send us an email, waytoseriouslycast at gmail.com, and we'll tell you where to find the show notes. (laughs) (laughs) They're in your podcast thingy. All right. All right. I've been Paul Moffitt. I've been Jan Moffitt.
0: And gee, it's great to be together again, isn't it?
1: Together again, again. (laughs) Again.